Hi guys, welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host Peter Kay and I'm back with another podcast. Now today I'm joined by a special guest. Her name's Shamaka and I'm so excited to have her on. She is doing an amazing work. She's really pioneering in the hair industry and I'm just so proud of all the great work she's been able to do so far. It has taken me a while to sit her down and get this recorded. Right now we are recording on Zoom so I apologize in advance if there's any issues with the sound that I can't edit out but you know we are moving with the times it's covid so we're gonna do the best we can (laughs) so shamaka hey girl how are you doing hey i'm good Good, i'm nervous actually i'm not nervous anymore that's good but i'm ready i'm not much of a talker guys so that's fine i'm I'm gonna rip it all out of you i'm gonna take it out i'm gonna take out all Mm -hmm. the goodies because i feel like you have such a wealth of experience and knowledge that i'm sure that those listening could actually get from you so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take it all out of you just speak freely um so yeah tell us a little bit about yourself you know about you as a person so we can kind of get to know the person behind the brand because even on your Instagram Mm -hmm. there was no pictures of you you were just the sound (laughs) so especially maybe even for your followers that you know they see your amazing work and they want to get to know you at least when they listen to this podcast they can be like oh okay they can get to know you so tell us about Shamaka hi guys my name is Shamaka or people know people call me Chia. Mm. I'm from East London, and I'm the owner of Chia V Hair. Yes, yes. Yes. What else can I say? I think that's it about me. This question. Okay. What do you enjoy doing <laughs> apart from hair? Oh, apart from hair, what do I enjoy doing? That's a good question, you know, because I do hair every single day, so I don't even know. Oh, I, I like cooking. Okay. What's I like your, cooking, and I like. What would you say is your best out. dish? fried rice yes okay I'm, I'm coming around for that fried rice girl fried rice Chinese fried rice Nigerian fried rice any nice I like mm-hmm. this I actually made some the other day I made it with prawns and that was good because I wanted just a quick quick dish I could mm-hmm. not bother to make anything long so it really went down well rice. I love it okay so tell us a little bit you know actually before I ask the question I was going to ask have you always wanted to get into business Yes, I've always wanted to get into business. Even in primary school, I had businesses. I was selling cupcakes in primary school. Secondary school, I was selling snacks in the playground, Kit Kats, cookies. So I always knew I wanted to get into business, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now look at you now, but we're going to come to that later. Okay, so how long have you been doing hair for? Like from the very beginning, roughly what age can you remember starting to do hair? young because if I've even got pictures of me around seven years old playing like actually braiding my doll's hair so in primary school I used to braid my friend's hair in the playgrounds I used to do my sister's hair my cousin's hair and I would help my mom with her cane rows like under wig cane rows wow so I was doing hair since and then when I went to six I'm not six form when I went to secondary school I was also doing do you know that my people used to do the cane rows on the side of their hair mm-hmm. I would do that or I would do like came with their whole heads or even with my friends when I got to year nine no not year nine I'll say year 10 doing sew-ins for them wow so, like, so you've been doing hair for a long time yeah I've been doing hair for ages and then mm. even in uni I was doing hair because I, I didn't want to work in uni. I had a job I was working full-time in uni so it was just taking too much time so then I started working in the salon as well what did you study in uni economics okay so initially when you went to uni like what was your plan for when you finished my plan was, I, you know what, it's so crazy because I didn't actually know. I just knew I wanted to do economics and either be 
Oh, I wanted to do investment banking when I first oh, went into it. I wanted okay. to be an investment banker or a trader. Mm, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I wanted to be a because I went. This is a quick detour. I remember going to a place called BP when I was younger with my school trip, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of traders there, but there was no female traders. So I wanted to be one of the first female traders on that team. That's what I wanted to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you're doing a different kind of trading of your own, girl. <laughs> so how did Shelby here actually come about? Um, in 20, I want to say 2017, it was, I had my Instagram page was my original Instagram, was just my personal Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And I was working in a salon during uni. I think I was in my second year or something. And, or my third year, I can't remember. And then I was with my friend Zainab and we was, um, talking about other hairstylists on the ground because we was working in the salon together so we're talking about how we wanted to start doing hair and yes I just changed my Instagram page to because I had 200 like 250 followers I wasn't really posting like that anyway so I just changed that to my hair account and started posting on there and started following people from my uni or when people on Instagram because back then we used to use Facebook a lot Mm. and on Facebook my Facebook uni group, my uni group's Facebook page, sorry, would post like advertisements like, oh, I'm doing a hair. If anyone needs me, this is my Instagram page. You can go and check out my work. So I just had that there as a gallery for people to go and look at. And that's how I started. That's how, and I just called it, I think first I had it, I, had, I, was, I called it Chia Hair. And then it just transformed to Chia V Hair. What made you change it to Chia V Hair? I think the Chia hair had an underscore and I didn't like that in the name. Ah. <laughs> so I just put Chia V hair because that's the only one that didn't need an underscore. Mm, interesting. And mm. when was that? Was that like 2016, 2017? 2017. I think, yeah, 2017. 1st of January, 2017. Wow. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you went from 250 followers to now over 100,000. Yeah. That is amazing. But we're going to come back to that question later. Okay, so tell us, you know, about your business. I've not even asked you that. So what exactly is Chevy Hair? What do you do? Because I know that you have more than one side of your business. So talk us through that. So Chevy Hair, basically specialise in lace. So that's all lace systems. So lace closures, lace frontals, lace wigs, wigs in general, and hair. as our raw hair. Mm. So there's two sides, which is... The online side where we do front where we sell hair so we sell the raw hair and the front is on there and then there's also online training now okay. that I've introduced on the lace academy and then also I also do hair so I actually do people's wigs install people's wigs and I teach one-to-one classes nice. so that's a quick so you are a summary. busy woman yes very that is amazing okay mm-hmm. so what has been some of your challenges? Let's start with the challenges. What would would you say has been some of your challenges so far in doing business? Um, a challenge so far, mm, I think I haven't. I've been lucky that I haven't had bad challenges when it comes to clients or anything. But I would say my challenges have been when I first started my online side of the business was. Mm-hmm getting to know because I hadn't sold anything online before so getting to know everything about the fees um what I can sell online what I can't what payment providers to use that was a big one with PayPal holding fees or 
my payment providers at the time holding fees because I'm a new okay. or because you got your name wrong or something like that. Just small mistakes that could be avoided. That was my biggest um, difficulty when I was first starting. But since then, it's been fine until 2020 came and Corona came. <laughs> <laughs> were you Corona ready? Because a lot of small businesses were not Corona ready. I thank God I was Corona ready. I was, but I would have still preferred it didn't happen. But mm. thank God this whole year we managed to stay on top of everything. All the bills are paid, still making profit. So I can only be grateful. That's amazing. Because a lot of businesses, I know a lot of other companies that have had to shut down this year. So it's, I'm just grateful. That's really good. What were some of the things that you were doing prior to Corona that kind of put you in a position where you were still able to keep your business going, even despite all the challenges? Saving. I think that's the number one thing. It's just saving your business money. And knowing that it's your business's money, not your money. Because mm. <laughs> Speak on I'm it, not, please. Because yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people think see their business money and think, Ooh, like this is a big amount of money like this is all for me I can spend it on this I can do this do that which you can but in moderation with me I would even suggest that in first couple of years don't touch it because it's your business's money and you need to reinvest that money mm. in case like look at this whole year this whole year has been hard for a lot of people because they didn't well some people they did invest the money but imagine people that didn't that's so. so true and you know what you said is so funny because a lot of people especially when they start off in business and you're making money and it's like whoa okay I'm making money yeah. they start splashing there's even exactly. people I know that they've spent off all their profit to the point they can't pay their tax and oh, it's no. like <laughs> oh no imagine so it's so yeah. important like the finance side of things is so 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 important mm-hmm because you don't want to get you don't want to be getting yourself into unnecessary problems and to know that you're you have to know that you're actually making profits as well because sometimes a lot of people think that they're making profits I don't don't know let's say 15 pounds to an item I think they're making profit when when they look at it you're actually not when it comes to all the shipping fees the tax fees the fees you have to pay to your shopping provider the fees you have to pay to whoever your your website is run by is a lot that's true because mm-hmm. a lot of people they don't think of those things they're just thinking of okay they just think maybe how much it cost them to exactly. make their product but you have to be thinking about all those other things because exactly. they're things you're having to pay exactly so, that's a really good point um any other challenges or was it mainly um the COVID-19 situation biggest challenges we have is right now is stock because of the COVID-19 situation mm-hmm. and finding manual labor with my business, sorry for anyone that doesn't know about hair, but with my business... Well, today make, they will learn. I'm learning too. <laughs> we make, like, the lace frontals, the lace closures, all the lace systems in they're made in North Korea. So a lot of people, you know, I think most of them are actually made in North Korea, but now it's been made in... Most people are getting theirs made in China because the borders are closed for North Korea because of COVID. Okay. So the China, in China, they don't make it... First of all, they don't make it as good as how North Korea does. So with knots, that's how do I explain that to people that don't know. So where how you tie, where your knots, where the <laughs> hair strands mm-hmm. ties to the lace, basically. More things to do with each frontal that can make it look really natural. And my unique selling point, selling point is the frontals looking very natural. Whereas in China, they can't achieve that. 
So okay. it's been very hard because I don't want to settle and buy something or um, invest in something that I know is not going to be good just to sell something just so I can be making money. Yeah. I'd rather just have a good name on my business and people keep my business in high regards than to sell subpar products just so I can be making money. That's such a good point. But that's, a, that's another challenge. The biggest challenge right now is the stock. Mm, wow mm-hmm. and that is a big challenge because oh, you can't sell your stock if you ain't got no stock is, oh gosh it's so but anyway next year we just praise better by god's grace i believe it will be and yeah because people have bills to pay <laughs> including yeah. the places that have to close everybody oh. has you know financial responsibility so there has exactly. to be some way of working around it exactly. um, okay so what would you say have been some of your highlights so far in your business? There's been so many. I think my highlights are the weddings I've done, the places I've traveled to, nice. the people I've met. I'm not, I'm not talking about celebrities. I'm talking about people, just general people that I've met, the friends I've made as well. That's a big one. I've made a lot of good friends from doing hair. Not a lot, nice. sorry. I've made a few good friends from doing hair. <laughs> Well, that's all you need, girl. A few good friends. Yeah. <laughs> what have some? What have been some of the places you've travelled to so far? For hair. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've been to LA, New York, France, um, Vietnam, China, Indonesia, um, Nigeria, Ghana. Mm, I feel like this somewhere I'm missing out. I'll remember it later. <laughs> yes. Okay, girl. Faces. Nice. Yeah. And I'm sure there's lots of other places you're going to be going to soon. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anything else? I'll tell you my hi- biggest highlights is the people. I think that's my biggest thing is because I've been doing hair for free. So I'll start doing hair, let's say 2017, full time, full time 2018. Mm-hmm. But from 2017 to now, I've seen so many people. I've like seen some of my clients ha- have children in the time. Some of them get get married in the time. Everyone's just gone through different stages in their life, and I think that's just my highlight is just seeing that oh, and being able really to be nice. a part of people's lives. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sure a lot of people want to know that, especially people that are listening to this podcast that maybe have been following you for a long time, and they want to know these secrets. They want to know these gems of how you've been doing this. Okay. What would you say have been some of the things that you did to build your brand? Because especially when you're starting something new or just kind of, you have a very small clientele in the beginning, building your brand can be one of the (laughs) hardest things. So what were some of the things that you did in the beginning to build your brand? In the beginning, um, because when I, like I said before, my business was my personal page first and I had 250 followers. So to build out, what we used to do is do giveaways. So I don't think they're as effective as they were back then, now, but back in the day, they were really, really effective. So Yeah, and they were a lot more rare then, whereas now I feel like there's giveaways all the time. Yeah, I think that's why I value it as much. Yeah. So back then, it would be like 20 of us in one WhatsApp group all of us doing hair or nails or someone's doing lashes or selling lashes or selling hair. So it would all form one giveaway. So if the client had to follow every single person in the giveaway to be at a chance to get a chance to win. So with those giveaways, I would get probably a thousand more followers every single giveaway. Wow. And that's how I initially started to grow my business. 
Mm-hmm. And then moving on from that, was there any other things that you would do, maybe in terms of like your content that would allow you to kind of get the en- engagement and traction that you've been getting? Because going from 250 followers now, girl, you over 100,000, yeah, steadily think... pushing up to 110,000. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Teach me. Okay, I want to get to my first thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I think the main thing is consistency. Mm-hmm. When I notice that my page grows a lot better, a lot more when I am consistent and when you're posting versus when you're not posting. Also, clear pictures. You need to take really good pictures for um, social media because that's what people see and people judge everything off of what's on your Instagram page because that's what they have to go by. So I would say make sure that your pictures are the best. So even if you don't have, let's say, even like some people, their work is good when I'm on their page, but they don't have good lighting like invest in a ring light or invest in proper lighting so or a clean background so your pictures sell what you're what you're selling so your Mm. pictures sell what you're giving Mm, that's a really good tip especially Mm -hmm. if you have a product-based business yes do you know do you know sorry to cut you now you said that I'm thinking in my mind of all the the ones I've seen that it's like oh yeah that bit is not great because yeah. I've seen some people it's like, especially when they're starting and like sometimes the way they will take the pictures I'm just like you're not really selling it you know yeah and sometimes the work is really good you can tell that they're really talented but they just it's as simple as they just don't know how to take good pictures and that's it yeah so I think even with my page blew up last year so I went for last year, I went from 10,000 to like 70,000. But wow. that's just off of good, like having clear pictures. So at the time I was posting a lot of close-ups. No one was posting close-ups like that at the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone at the time, people, if they were posting close-ups, they would have um, Photoshop or they would use Facetune or something to blur it out. But with mine, you could literally see that there's no editing on it. It was yeah. very clear pictures. And I think that's what really boosted uh, interaction and engagement on my page wow that's amazing and what was like roughly the time span from you going from 10k to 70 to 70 mm, I remember in 20 at the end of 2018 I wanted to hit 10k but I didn't so I hit it in January 2018 basically okay and from January to December no no from January to December I want to say about that's where the whole that's where all those followers came from but I can't tell you exactly what dates mm. but I know wow. that in February I went from 10,000 to 40,000 I remember when you were at 40,000 and I was <laughs> I was so amazed I was like wow like this is big <laughs> it's one thing when it's like people you don't know mm. when it's someone you know it's like wow that's amazing and just seeing like that organic growth yeah. is like wow how did she do that so even when you got to a hundred thousand that was like a different level <laughs> that was like yeah that's amazing now you're at the stage that you need to be verified at this point <laughs> I hope so <laughs> no honestly I'm being serious there are celebrities with less followers than you like especially like do you know like those 90s celebrities and mm-hmm. even that were doing music like early 2000s a lot of mm-hmm. them have less than a hundred thousand, babe. So <laughs> I know, but you know, with Instagram, it's not about followers. It's about, um, I think, press. So you need to have a lot of press on your business mm. outside of Instagram. So I think that's where it comes from. It will happen when it happens. It will happen when it happens. <laughs> Regardless, you're still you're still trailblazing and you're still doing your thing. Um, <laughs> is there any other thing that you can think of that you did practically that helped you with your branding side of things 
and just kind of connecting with your target audience. Well, let's talk about target audience, actually, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people, that's the area they struggle with. There's many people with lots of great products and services, but they're trying to market to everyone. And that just doesn't work. You can't market to everyone. You need to know like who you're trying to serve. So how did you kind of come about in terms of figuring out who your target audience was? So with that, because of the hair that I'm providing, the hair, I'm not sure if I said this already, but the hair that I'm providing is quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So raw hair, I buy raw hair that can bleach to 613, so which is light, which is a light blonde. So that hair doesn't come cheap and it always, the price is always increasing. So to buy that hair is already expensive. So for me to sell it, I'm obviously going to have to sell it at a high price. Yeah. But there is some companies that they're just into, similar to fast fashion, that they just want to sell make different wigs sell it quickly and the quality isn't that good on those wigs but because the people that they're advertising it for are like maybe young students or people that just want to spend money not a lot of money but just want a wig that's not going to last them a long time Mm. or just a temporary wig so that's what their aim is but my aim is I want my clients to be able to wear their wigs for a long I want the hair quality to last for a long time I base my target target audience around people that can afford that yeah what yeah. price does your wig start from? So it depends. For a frontal wig, it starts from about £500. But the full lace wigs, they've got a lower density. So they're from about 300 Okay. What does a lower density mean? Like it lasts? No, lasts- so there's not as much hair on the wig. Oh, yeah. okay. See, girl, I don't know about hair, but I'm <laughs> sure there's other people that will be thinking, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. Thank you for explaining that. Um, so obviously that would have obviously helped you to kind of know what you need to price it at as well because a lot of people struggle with <laughs> what should I price my product as but that's really answered the question I was going to ask you so what would be your top tips for anyone that has a product-based business so maybe not necessarily someone that's doing hair but maybe they have a product-based business what would be any tips that you would have that they would be able to apply in terms of like either starting their business or from you know just taking it to the next level Okay, so there's many. My first one is just start. I know a lot of people come to me and they don't know how to start or how to go about things. But I think just start. Get your website up and running. You can make your own website. There's many websites like, um, is it Wix and mm-hmm. um, Shopify that you can easily make a website on. And a lot of them have free templates that you can use or free um, trial, trial days. So I'll say definitely do that. Also say... So with your products, once you start selling and making profit, make sure to re- reinvest that money back into your business and to just help grow your, just to help grow your business, basically. Mm. And promote yourself. Utilize social media. Social media is so powerful these days. I've seen so many people start a business in one year and they're on millions of sales a year. So just utilize social media. That's a good point. And honestly, like social media, if you know how to really use it properly, mm-hmm. <laughs> it can really help you to propel your business. Exactly. Like a lot of my clients that I've got is through Instagram. And I'm like, I don't even have a lot of followers. Mm. <laughs> so if me with my little just over 600 mm-hmm. can reach lots of people, exactly. it can be because done. You never, you never know who's watching. You literally 100%. never know who's watching. I remember when I got my first client, um, one of my first clients from Instagram that she'd never like because normally people would like message me and they'd ask questions before they booked with me but this person they just went straight onto my website booked in and I'm like 
who's this person I don't know the name I was trying to figure it out like where did they see me like did they find me from Google and like that was such an exciting feeling so mm. it, honestly like social media when you know how to use it it can be a massive plug exactly social media is amazing it's a bl- it has a lot of downsides to it but mm. it does have good sides that's true <laughs> you just gotta have that healthy balance with it exactly what would be any tips that you'd have for um someone that has a business and let's say for example they're at this stage right now where things aren't going so well and they're feeling like giving up was there ever any point in your business where you felt like this is too much <laughs> mm, honestly no I haven't I haven't been to that point where I thought it's too much it is overwhelming every single day Owning a business is very overwhelming, but um, for someone with someone like that, I would say just keep on going. If you if it's something that you love doing, just keep on going and try to push through it because no situation lasts forever. You're gonna get through it and be happy that you made it on the other side. Mm, yeah, and it's gonna be it's just gonna add to your testimony or like when you write your book, it's just gonna be another thing that you can add, another chapter that you can talk about. So whenever I go for anything, I'm just thinking, okay, this is just more, it's just going to add more spice to the story. So that is so true because yeah. you know what there's so I feel like right now especially with the way this year has been a exactly. lot of people are like yeah I want to have business I want to have business and mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's great but you need to understand that it's a challenge exactly <laughs> that you have to be willing to put in the work especially exactly. when it's just you and your business you're everything exactly. your graphic designer your customer <laughs> service your shipping your exactly. product making your product exactly. development you are everything mm-hmm. and that can be overwhelming so and there's no working times you work 24 7 <laughs> there's no time out of your own business <laughs> it's difficult but it is worth it what would you say keeps you motivated um my clients good reviews good feedback keeps me really motivated especially when I do classes and then people tell me how much I've helped them or send me their work in that really motivates me to help other people as well and to just carry on going also family keeps you motivated I've got an amazing family and support so my mom helps me a lot she's probably listened to this but she helps me a lot in like every single part of my business and then also trying to be a good inspiration for and a good role model for people in my family that are younger than me Mm because they look up to me and they see how far I've come and they think they know that they can do that too and so tell about... me also just take a moment mm-hmm. Shemaka you're 25 mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we just we just need to marinate on that because that is big like that is amazing and you've been doing this for three years just three years mm-hmm. so yeah sorry continue I just had to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yeah just trying to be a good role model to people that look up to me and because it just makes you once they see what you're doing and they're inspired by it, it makes you want to go harder mm. so you can just show them that much, many more things can be achieved and I know that I can achieve much more as well so and like you were saying I think having a strong why is so important like mm-hmm. for me there's days where I'm like oh this is long <laughs> it's, it's too much but I always find that on those days like something will just happen like a, a client will message me like oh my gosh this happened and then mm. it's like yeah keep going like just gotta keep pushing <laughs> um so yeah I definitely agree with you because there will be moments where it is challenging there's a lot going on mm. especially when it's just you and I can mm-hmm. imagine your emails just blow up 
yeah exactly. so having to do that side of things plus actually seeing people it, it's a lot mm-hmm. what would you say um is your vision for your business I just want to scale it I want to grow my business and I want to be able to have my business in a way that it doesn't need me to operate so hopefully in the next few years I have much more staff so sometimes now I just have maybe sometimes it's me alone sometimes it's me and someone else helping or two people helping so but I want it to be in a way that it can function without me there Mm. And that's yes, important. I can focus on other businesses. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people, when they think about business, they think about them running it. But mm. the most successful businesses are the ones that can run without you. Exactly. So one thing I love is the fact that you're teaching other people. Exactly. You know, you're basically creating mini yous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because then you're not going to need to be doing that. You can start mm. doing other things that you like and you enjoy. Exactly. And you could be making that money when you're sleeping. So that, that's exactly. another. <laughs> that's the goal. I'm with you on that one, girl. Mm-hmm. I like that. What would you say is your idea of success? What does success look like to you? Because we all, everybody wants to be successful. But I think it's important to really know what that looks like for you. Because again, for everyone, it's different. For you, what does that look like? Um, I think, so for me, success isn't really monetary. It's more a feeling so also family so I just want my family to be good and all of them to be good in whatever whatever way they're going so whatever path they're taking especially the ones that are younger than me so I want them all to be good and my future family I want to be able to provide everything that I can for them and that's it just to be happy that's success to me happy comfortable and be able to get what I whatever I want to mm, I like that's that. success to me yeah I love it I love it so do you have anything else that you want to share any tips any gems you want to drop um what has this journey taught you because it's what it's been what three years coming up to four years since you've been doing this what has your journey so far taught you it has taught me a lot of patience and I'm someone that before this I'm still working on my patience I'm not the most patient person but this has taught me a lot of patience because not everything is going to run according to what you want to happen and when you want it to happen. It's not, not everything is going to be, you're not going to have control of everything. So it's just let me, taught me to be very patient. And it's also helped me with my customer service. I've learned to work on myself, to work on, um, how do I phrase this? So it's taught me to be a better business person. So I've had to learn a lot of things by myself because I've never run a business properly before. Mm. So I've learned so much during this business and it's going to make it much easier for me when I open my next business. Yes, serial entrepreneur. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is amazing. (laughs) If anyone would have told you, let's say four years ago, that you would have just done your business full time after uni, what would you have said to them? I wouldn't have believed them. Do you know why? Why? Because I always wanted a business. Like I said, I always wanted a business, but I never wanted it to be hair. Like all my friends would always tell me, oh, you're going to grow up and be, a- you're going to be a hairstylist. And I'd be like, no, God forbid. I'm not going to be a hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> but look at me. I think it's just, it chose me. So 
I'm very grateful for where I am. Very, very grateful. But I just never, ever expected I'll be doing a hair business. I always knew I was going to come. I always thought I was going to come up with a magical product or something. And that's how I'm going to make my millions. But no, it turned out to be hair. So that's that's amazing. And you know what's funny? I feel like some of the most successful businesses are those accidental ones, are the ones that you never really planned on or you thought, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But like you said, hair chose you. And it did because <laughs> your work, it's so funny. Whenever I see like your work, I know it's you because Aww. it just looks a certain way. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah she did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. No, honestly, it's amazing. It is amazing. What has been like your most proud moment where you're like, yeah, I did that. First of all, starting my business in the first place for me that was a big achievement so I started my website I created my website on my own and it looks really great by the way thank you starting the lace academy I really love that I did that I'm proud of that and also even just um directing the photo shoots and organizing everything like that it takes a lot of work and I did that all that was last year I did that all by myself so I'm really proud that I've done most of this alone and it's going well self-made yeah that's amazing um did I ask you yeah I did ask you your vision didn't I yeah <laughs> I was gonna ask it again just to just to double check um but honestly thank you so much like I've really really enjoyed this and I'm sure that people listening will be able to take something away from this podcast is there anything that you wanted to add just before we finish you know where can people find you um www.cheervhair.com so on that website you can make bookings you can also be linked to the lace academy where you can take online classes or book a one-to-one and on instagram at cheervhair sorry okay and what i'll do is i'll put everything in the show notes so it will be a lot easier for you guys to check her out if you want to get your hair slayed or (laughs) you want to book onto the lace academy Yes, the Lace Academy. Mm-hmm. So you can get your one-to-one <laughs> classes in. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Unless you have anything else to add. Anything mm. that you wanted to say that you haven't said yet? Mm, I can't think of anything at the moment. But I just say, if you want to start a business, just start it. Don't doubt yourself. Just start it. Start that's where it. you are. And that's very good advice. Mm-hmm. because sometimes people are waiting for that perfect moment perfect opportunity or I'll wait exactly. till this 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 and yeah. when you're doing that listen there's no perfect opportunity exactly. and you're going to be waiting a long time exactly. or they you're want everything to be perfect before they start they want the website to be amazing my first website wasn't amazing but it was it served its purpose mm. until I was able to spend time and then redo it myself also logos I don't have a logo I still to this day don't have a logo so it's just making just start where you are I'll say do you know what's funny I never realized you didn't have a logo until you mentioned it today (laughs) I honestly didn't even realize you don't have one a lot of people don't and I'm not even in a rush to do that till now because I'm just not in a rush to do it but if you need it for your business obviously yes but just start where you are I feel like your work is your logo right now anyway. Because you see your work and you know, yep, mm-hmm, that shit be here. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, well, thank you so much for joining me. Like, it's really been a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I've been wanting uh-huh. to sit down with you and just pick your brain and just see, like, what you did to get you to where you are now. 
because mm. it's only been three years like I keep saying that but it's not a long time and you've mm. really been able to kind of scale yourself in such a great way and doing predominantly it by yourself as well that that is not easy but I'm definitely just so so proud of you and I'm really excited to see you know where you're going to take your business to the other um, businesses that you want to start and get hit off the ground as well I'm really excited to see what's to come mm. because I'm sure greater things are ahead I hope so. <laughs> I'm sure there is, girl, and I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait. Aww. But thank yeah, thank you, you so much for joining me. It has been a pleasure. And thank like you. I said, guys, I'm going to put all her details below so you can reach out to her. You can follow her on Instagram as well. You can check out her amazing work because she is <laughs> very, very talented at what she does. Like, I feel like she doesn't give herself enough credit, but it's good. She's humble. <laughs> I like it. I love it. But yeah, so thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you um, rate it, you like it, you leave a comment. And thank you so much for joining me, guys. I'm going to be back with you guys next week with a Mr. Mrs. series. I'm going to be joined by a guest. We're going to be speaking about the topic of happily single, single life, you know, the pressures that come with it, family pressure, that question all the time, when are you going to get married? We're going to be speaking on that topic. So I'm really, really excited. And I hope you guys are too. So have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you guys soon. Bye.